0: Good evening, my brother We began last night a new Chesed number twenty-three, which takes us back again to Shara B'chinner to examine the ways and greatness and the wisdom of Hakadosh Hu in His world. And He says we have to contemplate, to take notice when we go out in the street, go out into the world, take notice of the various creatures that Hakadosh Hu has created the very small ones, the tiny ones, to the very big ones. And then to contemplate all of the spheres and how it works day in, day out. And it's something, as he's going to explain, that we take for granted. Things that happen every day, we take for granted. Familiarity breeds contempt. It's that, it's that way with our relationships, it's that way even with seeing the miracles that are really all out there for us to observe and notice, and yet it sometimes goes unnoticed and we become non-observant of them. This, says the Chavazamav, this is our 23rd Khajbin that a person should incorporate into his mind, into his cycle of chashbinas that he makes. And it's really nothing more than a miracle. He says the fact that the sun and the moon and the spheres and the constellations move. You read the like shamim right at the outset of the first paragraph here once again. you read the like shamim the falling of the rain. We got carried away a little bit with the winds last night in the Malbim. What a hurricane really is, what a tornado is, is nothing more than the breath of Hashem Kav He continues along with Yetzias HaVlad Min just that fact. And I think this is a this one line over here Yetzirah Savlad Arachim is certainly that most sane individuals do pause and reflect on, especially when they merit to have a child of their own. And the, the fact that it's certainly a, a nine-month build-up uh, at minimum for couples that have trouble, Couples are challenged with infertility. Sometimes it's a number of years. <clears throat> with that, it, uh, we have to uh, help boost our emunah and bitokhin and HaKadosh Baruch that just as He sometimes makes it rain, sometimes we wait for the rain. Sometimes we wait for the rain. So it is with all of the things that we are waiting for in life. And this idea, Yitzia havlad Men Arechem, that's certainly... When that happens, when a person is able to experience that, certainly in their own child, becoming a parent and a grandparent, when one is blessed with those brachas in their lives, there most people do get that realization. It's nothing short of a miracle. Nothing short of a miracle that you start with just a little zera and uh, a the embryo and conception. And growth for nine months—it's a miracle. It's it's certainly a miracle. It's—it's amazing that we don't even have more uh, doctors who are Jewish. Certainly, the in in obstetrics who see this and study this and observe this on a regular basis don't—if they're not from yet—don't become religious people. Yeah, but that's also something if they never thought about it in that light and never contemplated in that way, so you could also just take it for granted. And even that, people take it for granted. Sure, a person, young couple, gets married and has a child. And it does, for, for many, it does happen right away. And unfortunately, it's the, 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 uh, the ratio is one out of every six or one of every out of every eight couples will deal with infertility in their lifetime. Sometimes it's first, sometimes it's secondary infertility. Very, very painful experiences. People may know of as organizations that deal with this, to try to assist, try to support in many different ways. But this, in our terms, for, for our point here, the says, Yetziya Savladmen The emergence of a child from the womb is a miracle and there are things even more wondrous than that. things more subtle. the is things that are more observant, things that are more observable, and things that are less. is from the wonders of Akajjbo hamayrim, which really just show and direct on the perfection of Hashem 's wisdom. Hashem's ability, and Hashem's way of working everything for the good, <laughs> and his overarching wanting to give in compassion. Really, the fact that we're in the midst of Yitzias Mitzrayim now. We're in between Parashas Boy Be and Parashas Beshalach. Klal Yisrael. When we read the Torah, that means we're going through that experience that Kalal Yisrael went through then. What we learn in the Torah every week, we should be connecting with that. Uh, throughout Parshas Barashas, we live with the Amuna of the Ovas And here in Parshas, B'ay and Bishalach, we, we should live with and we should take in the Yesedis of Yathias Mitzray, which is very famous and we'll pause for a moment just to mention this because it's really a mitzvah, Rabbah. It's a great mitzvah to review and restudy the famous words of the Ramban at the end of Parshish Boy. It's this, I can't tell you how many times I've heard this over and over and over from my great Rebbe Ramatis He used to pound us with this Ramban over and over on various occasions, certainly in these parshias, and then in Pesach time when we again talk about Yitzhak, and then Hanukkah time when we talk about the Nisim, the and the Nisim, Haniglois. This is a Ramban that the Levinsch team used to say he was in America for a very short time, Rabchatzkel. Came from Europe, he was the Mashkiach and the Mir in Europe and he was saved through Shanghai, and then he came to America he was here maybe a year, a year and a half and he says, I can't live in this place it, it, it's just, it's not it doesn't work for his neshama to be able to survive in America and he went to Eretz Israel, but during the time he was here, he says there's two Rambans that every Yid has to know and has to inculcate in order to survive gullus America one Ramban was the end of Parashas boy which gives us all of the foundations of the fundamentals of Amunah. The other Ramban is Parashas Kedoshim. We'll leave that for now. The Ramban tells us, Parashas B'ayi, that going through the ten plagues, the Eser Makos, that HaKadosh Bokur brought about in the Mitzrim, in Mitzrayim, we find various Lashaynis, different terminology that is used by several of the Makos. One is a Makos Araiv, the plague of wild beasts, and two of them are by the plague of Borod, towards the end of, of Parashas vaera, We find various termin- terminology used which have a subtle difference, and the Ramban makes notice of this, why the difference. For example, one Lushin is, I brought about I'm, this Maka, I'm bringing this Maka, In order that you should know that I am Hashem in the midst of the earth. One idea. Another Lashen, That to Hashem is the world. And a third, In order that you know That there is no one like me in the world. What's Hashem trying to prove? Why, we, why is he using this different, these different expressions? So the Ramban says, Hashem says, In order that you should know, First, That to Hashem is the world, This is to instruct us that we know that Hashem created the world from scratch. Hashem made the world anew. And Hashem renews the world every day. Every day, Chazal tell us, it's a posse based on a posse. Every day Hashem renews the world as if He's creating the world anew. And that's why? Because Hashem owns the world. Hashem created the world and Hashem creates the world every day. the world is His that He created me Yesh Ex nihilo, he created it from nothing. And every day, he recreates it from nothing. Second te'i denur ain't There's no one like me. What does it mean, there's no one like me? La This is to instruct and teach us. Al On the capability, the omnipotence of Hashem. Shehu shalit that he controls everything. Ain there's no one that could stop HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Really tried to stop HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem says, you can't stop me, so I'll tell you already now what my 10th Maka will be, the most severe Maka. I'm going to kill out the firstborn. And as if you were thinking, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Hashem, why don't we say that for last? Why don't we just like wait till the last minute? Hashem says, I don't have to be worried about it. I'm not worried he's going to run away. He could try to run, but he can't hide. Hashem's Shalat Bakayla, Hashem is the... Controller of everything, no one could stop him. The Egyptians thought they could outdo Hashem; they could run away from Hashem. And finally, the third lashon, which we find by Marcus Arif, I am Hashem in the midst of the earth. That is to instruct and indicate and teach us about Hashkochas Hashem, Hashem's interest and orchestration and managing of everything in the world. That's Hashkocha. We call that Haskocha Prati's divine intervention. Hashem is in charge of every single moment and iota of the creation.. Hashem did not leave the world up to just nature. Like they want to think, like even today, many hundreds of years after the Ramban wrote his parish, the great Ramchal Ramei Shechaim Lutzato wrote in his Sefer Das Tunais," five different groups that have a misconception about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he says there were some who thought, yes, Hashem created the world, but once He created the world, that's now, it goes, works on autopilot. It's on its own. And since it's on its own, either things could happen randomly, it's just, a, it's luck of the draw. Uh, others who thought that, well, there are other keiches, there are other powers that now have an ability to affect change. There's another a third group who thought, Hashem never even created the world that just came into existence by itself. Others who thought there was there's a good God and a bad God, that was the Greek philosophy. And really the Rabban tells us this, Each one of these misconceptions. HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed us in Mitzrayim. Could truth be told, Ramban says, we weren't around a creation. No one was around a creation. So a little bit, it's unfair, we have to backtrack, we have to say, well, common sense dictates that this world couldn't just come into existence by itself. But Hashem says, I'll I'll show you anyway. And He took all of the ten ma'amores that He created the world with, all of the ten utterances that he created the world, and he says, "I'm going to reincarnate that in the ten nisim, the ten machas in Mitzrayim, ten machas for the ten utterances." And Hashem showed that He is in full control of every single aspect of creation, and that's what Chavisavavus is saying over here. That we look at creation and we should marvel at it and see everything works exactly to the moment. And to, to give a, a practical example of that. Just like Hashem makas Bukharis, Hashem says, this person in this house who is a is a firstborn, will get killed. He may not be a firstborn to the father, but he's a firstborn to the mother. He may not be a firstborn to the mother, but to the father. If not, if there's no firstborn, then the oldest one in the house. But only one first, firstborn was killed in each in each house, in each home. Or multiple, depending if there were multiple firstborns. But it was clear, it was we make a list of all the people. And Pare finally got afraid. He says, Oh, yeah, I'm a firstborn. But Chazal tell us the Gemara in the beginning of the fifth parish that I am Hashem who is Mavchen Ben Tipa Latipa. Only Hashem knows who could to distinguish, between he's a firstborn or not. How do you know? Well, there was one woman who happened to be that uh, was with ten different men, and therefore she has ten. No one knows about that. Hashem says, I'm the one who knows everything. No secret, Takarish Hu. I know everything. So, the the uh, the fact that Hashem brought the exact thing is to, for us to know, it's like people, uh, and now in this pandemic that we've been dealing with, and you have people in a certain household get COVID. And all of a sudden, one person doesn't get it. And we're like, wow, it's unbelievable. His wife had it, and the kids had it, and they came to visit and the grandchildren, and he didn't get it. And we're like, it's like, what wow, is like the greatest miracle that ever happened? And it's true. We should view it as Hashem says. He will get it. She will get it. But this one won't. That's a Makas becherus. That's a reincarnation of Makas becherus, And it's true, but we should learn the Parshish, and He says, just look at creation, look what Hashem does. And from there, see then, yeah, it makes sense. This one gets it, this one doesn't. doesn't matter. We don't know all the reasons behind it, but we certainly know that it's all exacting just like Makas becherus. And when we look at the world at large and look at the at uh, the creatures that Hashem created, and everything that goes on on a regular basis, and see, this is not nature, this is Hashem behind His cloak, this is Hashem managing everything without being seen, so then we we indeed, when things we encounter things and things happen to us, we take it with that in mind, and we'll see what the, uh, we have to be careful not to slip into the trap of becoming too familiar, because when we become too familiar, we forget about this, as Chavis will tell us in the coming night.